When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's a military saying that the truest sign of your leadership is what your unit does when you aren't there. For us, I thought it was really great. Our captains, our senior leadership, our coaches, all were phenomenal. Coach Miller did a great job. It kind of felt like Coach Harbaugh was there, the way he, he handled his business, he took care of everything. We all had the right mentality and tell each other what we see and just being able to have like the brotherhood with each other. Everyone was connecting on all levels. Fires end zone, Roman Wilson, touchdown! Fires intercepted, Mikey St. Bristol's got it! Up fakes, fires end zone, Roman Wilson goes up and gets it! Touchdown, Wolverines! Wow, what a throw from J.J. McCarthy! talk last year was um, we could only run the ball, and we're making sure that does not happen because that's not who we are as a team. We're a complete team. We're striving to, to do that every week, no matter the opponent, and uh, was proud of our effort and look forward to trying to improve from week one to week two. I love how we worked as a team. Um, there were still some things we can clean up. The biggest increase in cleanup is week one to week two, so a lot to work there, but uh, overall, pretty happy with how we performed and uh, just got to keep going. We're closing in on another Michigan game day. Let's get you set for Saturday's matchup with our keys to the game edition of In the Trenches, presented by Meyer, presenting sponsor of the 2023 Michigan football season and proud supporter of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Now, here's John Jansen. Michigan turns the page to week two, and that brings the UNLV running Rebels. They're going to be up. And I'm going to give you some keys to the game in just a moment. Before we get into this week's keys to the game, our friends at Champion Circle, a name, image, and likeness collective supporting University of Michigan Athletics, have launched new once-in-a-lifetime experiences that bring you closer to the action. These opportunities include pregame field passes, tours of Schembechler Hall, touching the M Club Supports You banner, and so much more. Head over to championcircleuofm.com slash experiences to learn more or to secure one of these unforgettable experiences. That's championcircleuofm.com slash experiences. Champion Circle, proud partner of Michigan Athletics. Offense. Number one for the offense is you got to be willing to take 
what the defense is willing to give you. Last week against East Carolina, they were taking away the run. They were selling out with eight, nine, ten guys in the box. So Michigan took advantage down the field. They have to do that. And sometimes you just have to impose your will. And you can do that by, hey, they're going to stop the run. Let's just say, hey, doesn't matter what you want to do defensively. We're going to put our hand in the dirt, and we are just going to move bodies and be able to get one, two, three yards because there's going to be times during the regular season where you dial up a play and it is no matter what happens, you've got to find a way to get two, three yards. Another team might line up eight, nine, ten guys in a box. You've got to find a way to make every play successful. And sometimes success is just getting back to the line of scrimmage. But be willing to be able to take what the defense gives you, throw when it's there, run when it's there, but you also have to be able to say, I this is what we're doing on this play and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Number two, you've got to be able to block movement. This is the improvement I want to see on the offensive line. When you have a team that is undersized, not as much talent, not as much potential on the defensive front, they're not going to sit in in front of you and just say, hey, go ahead, we're going to match up one-on-one. Maybe you know we're going to take on some double teams. They don't have the ability to do that, so they're going to have movement. They're going to start in the three technique over the guard, and they're going to pinch down to the nose. They're going to they're shift everybody out. They're going to do a lot of different things, and what that forces you to do as an offensive line is be very consistent and very reliant on your technique. If it's a flat step, you got to take a flat step. If it's a bucket step, if you're one and running a wide zone, you got to step in the bucket. You've got to make sure that you hone in on your technique and that you're consistent. And that is what will save you when all hell breaks loose on at the snap of the ball. Your technique is so refined and it's so ingrained in what you do. It doesn't matter if they line up and they stay straight, if they pinch, if they loop out, whatever it is, your technique will take care of whatever the defense does. So you must be able to block movement. And then deep shots. We saw J.J. be very effective to Cornelius, to Roman Wilson. He was very accurate, almost pinpoint accuracy at times. That's great. But at some point, you got to be able to show that you can blow the top off the defense. That comes from protection up front, give the quarterback plenty of time, and then it's, hey, I'm just going to be better and faster and more precise in my route than you, and I'm going to sell it, and I'm going to beat you deep, J.J. hits deep, whether it's Roman Wilson, Cornelius, or one of those young freshmen or a couple of the guys that we didn't see last week due to injury. You've got to be able to find a way to threaten a defense vertically. Defense. Number one key on defense is find a way to pressure the quarterback. And, hey, if it's a three-step drop and the ball is out, It becomes difficult. Five-step, ball is out. It becomes hard to get home. Now, we saw Kenneth Grant affect a quarterback by just getting in his face. Ball was lofted, a little bit too much air underneath, came up short. There's Mikey Sammer still for the pick. Find ways to get hits on a quarterback, and you got to be able to do that quicker. Sometimes it's just a one-on-one matchup at, uh, you know, whether it's Kenneth Grant or it's, uh, you know, Mason Graham. You get a quick win on a one-on-one matchup with a guard, and you get in a quarterback's face. Or it's the same thing at tackle. You may not be able to get around the edge. There's not enough time to get home, but there are a couple other ways. You set up that threat 
of the speed rush, and you do it, you do it, you do it, and then all of a sudden, boom, you come back inside. You come across the tackle's face. It's the shortest path to the quarterback. you got to find a way to win in those one-on-one matchups, and sometimes it's just a flat-out bull rush. And I'm just going to line up, whether it's over over the center, over the guard, over the tackle, and I'm going to push you right into the quarterback's lap. It may not end up as a sack, but if you affect – the quarterback's rhythm, if you affect the quarterback in his balance and how he's throwing it, that is an effective pressure on the quarterback. Number two, solidify coverage in the secondary. Now, you're never going to shut down an offense completely. And we've seen defenses, we've seen really good defenses be very hard to throw the ball against. But with some of the young guys in there, there can be some corrections on when you're rolling over the top, when, you, when you've got you know strong side support, weak side support, field, corner, boundary, all of that different things that they're processing with some of those young guys that were in there. I'd like to see it cleaned up just a little bit. And that in and of itself will help out number one. If there's nowhere to throw the ball, and like Jesse Minter said last week, one of our keys last week was you got to find a way to put pressure with just four guys. Well, when you're dropping seven, you should have all the zones covered. You should be able to match up man-to-man, Whether depending on the coverage that's called. If you can do that and you force the quarterback because there's nowhere to throw the ball, either he throws it away or he holds on to it for a split second longer, thinking and hoping that somebody comes open, and then all of a sudden you got pressure on the quarterback, you get a couple of sacks. So one and two go hand in hand. And then number three, give the offense two positions, two possessions on the UNLV side of the field. That could be a turnover. It could be a stop, a three and out if you got them backed up. Force them to punt from their own end zone. Michigan had to do that last week. Very effective. We'll talk about special teams in just a moment. But it, you got to be able to find a way to back them up, make them punt from their own end zone, and then, hey, if whether you get your heels on the 50, as soon as you catch it, you're already on their side of the 50. If it's a return uh, into their side of the 50, that's, th- th- that's all we're asking for is two opportunities. And the best way to make that happen, force a turnover, an interception, return it into their, end, in, into their side of the field, or force a fumble. That's one thing that we didn't see last week. Jesse Minter mentioned that as well. Got to find more ways to pry the ball out. And if you set that goal of, hey, at least twice, not going to minimize it, just at least twice, get that ball on the UNLV side of the 50, give it to the offense for a short field and hopefully an easy score. Special teams. Number one, and we're going to start to get a little bit specific. Last week we were kind of general in regards to, hey, we want the operations. Punt, it was snap, and then, you know, hey, handle it get the ball off, snap, kick. And then on the field goals, it was snap, hold, kick. And the protection, all of those things, the operation was good. Now we got to find a way to hit all of our extra points. But in regards to punt coverage, to get a little bit more specific, gunners, you got to find a way to get out. You can't get locked in at the line of scrimmage. You got to find a way to get a free release. And, and if you're on the line of scrimmage, hey, it is blocking assignment first, but then shed the individual that's in front of you so you can get downfield and either force a fair catch or only allow less than five yards per return. It should be very doable against UNLV. And that's obviously if you have to punt. We don't know if that's going to come up. The next one, we don't know. You're, we know at least once there's going to be a kick return. If they have a kicker that kicks it in the end zone, it takes this off the board. But when you have the opportunity to return a kick, you got to get it out to the 40-yard line. I know that sounds like a long way to go, but Michigan has the ability. They've got the speed. They've got the coaching. Make sure that you hey, blocks are all lined up. You set it up as a returner. 
and then you hit the hole, you hit it as hard as you possibly can, get that ball out to the 40, force that kicker that just launched that ball to be the one that either makes a touchdown-saving tackle or forces you out of bounds, but get some field position. And then the third one is build trust. I mentioned just a moment ago of the missed extra point. It's not a way to build trust. Now, you obviously, those things are correctable, and everybody makes mistakes, but continue to build trust. You build trust by the first time Tommy Doman makes a punt. It's with his heels against the back of the end zone, and it's only 12 yards from the snap. Hey, you got a snap. You got trust in the snapper. It was on the money. Tommy caught it, launched it. You get it out of there. You got confidence that in those situations, you can continue to be effective. And it's building trust in the field goal team. It's protection units. It's it's the return units. Returners got to trust that hey, you're going to hold up those gunners. I just mentioned our our uh, you know uh, punt coverage teams. You got to trust as a returner that those guys are going to be held up. That you could catch that ball. You could take a chance on catching it, even if it's at the last second. And then you're going to be able to gain some yardage. So it's being able to continue to build trust through special teams. From the biggest of big games to the littlest of the little. There you go. Go. Run, James. No, no, no. no. First base. Go, go, go. Whenever you shop Meyer, you help support hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. From some of the biggest stadiums in the state to the familiar fields down the street, you're helping make a difference to the people and places you call home. Learn more at Meyer.com slash community. Now it's time for John's Locker Room Speech. Hey, in these non-conference games, it's not about what East Carolina is doing. It's not about what UNLV is doing. It's not about what Bowling Green is hoping to do next week. It's all about Michigan. And we saw that the offense can be very effective in certain situations. We saw J.J. McCarthy 26 of 30. It looked great, and the the balls were on the money for the most part. You're moving the ball downfield. You're scoring, but you must be a well-rounded offense and not allow a defense to continue to dictate what you're doing. It's not about that team. It's about what it is to be a Michigan football player, to be a Michigan offense, to be a Michigan defense. You've got to dictate the tempo of the game. You've got to dictate the intensity of the game. And that's where I think Michigan will have an advantage all season long. Ben Herbert and his strength and conditioning staff have built absolute warriors. And when those warriors go on the field, they're going to dictate, they're going to determine what the identity of this football team is. And yes, we'll be able to throw the ball deep. We'll be able to get interceptions. We'll be able to do a lot of the pretty sexy things. But when it comes down to it, it's about those front five on offense and the front seven on defense. And when they control the line of scrimmage, when they control the intensity of the game, the physicality of the game, that's what will ultimately determine how far this team can go. Can they be a team that goes into East Lansing and gets a win? Can they be a team that welcomes in the Ohio State Buckeyes and smashes them in the mouth yet again? Can they be a team that goes to Indianapolis and gets a third Big Ten title, a trip to the college football playoffs, and can they finally and ultimately be a team that wins a national title? We'll find out a little bit more about this team when they take the field against UNL and it's about the intensity that they play with, and it doesn't matter if it's first string, second string, third string, first quarter, second quarter, fourth quarter. You've got to find a way to go out there and 
impose your will on your opponent. And that's what this Saturday is about. Impose your will on those UNLV running Rebels and let them know, hey, it was a pleasure seeing you. Thanks for coming. And we'll talk to you later. And it is Go Blue every single day of the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a Glow Blue, Go Blue weekend and all the way to the Big Ten and the Big Ten Championship. Thanks for listening to this edition of In the Trenches with John Jansen, presented by Meyer, presenting sponsor of the 2023 Michigan football season and proud supporter of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. In the Trenches is part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network, MGo Blue Podcasts. The preceding is a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.